Hey friends, if you're feeling stuck in your life and like you're just not getting the results that you want, this episode is for you. We're going to be talking about how to take your power back and there's lots of tips and action items to get those creative juices moving again so that you can get back to where you want to be. Hey there, you're listening to the Living a Limitless Life podcast. I'm Sharon Hughes and on this show, we talk about mastering your mindset, growing your faith and becoming the leader you want to be with tips, strategies, and interviews to help you create a life you love. I'm really glad you're here. So come on, let's go. Joining me on the show today is a health and wellness coach that has a huge focus on self-leadership. Right as this episode is going live, she has an amazing summit that is starting in Colorado we're going to go into all the good stuff. Welcome to the show, Jennifer Watson. Hi, it's so good to be on this show. I'm so excited to connect with you, Sharon. I think this is just such an epic show, and I'm so glad we're here to connect and just share, hopefully, some amazing things to your listeners. Yay. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to have you because you and I definitely speak the same language, and mm. when we got connected it was just a no-brainer that, that we need to do things together. <laughs> yes, I 100% agree. Just, I find God continues to send pretty epic people my way that really resonate on my same bandwidth, and we pick up what each other's putting down. <laughs> so I, I love it. I love being here, and I agree. I, I love connecting with you, and we do speak a lot of the same language on so many levels, so it's wonderful. Yeah. Okay, let's start with your amazing summit, that when this episode is dropping, I think your summit is going to be about two weeks out. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you have some big keynote speakers coming in. Yeah, we do. You know, I'm really blessed with so many different things that are happening in my journey this year. And the summit is kind of a labor love in the culmination of that journey too. So it is. It's going to be September 28th and 29th, Sharon, and it's called The Life Revolution Summit, and truly health is at its core. And we really are going to be addressing so many popular topics that affect you, cutting edge techniques on every angle of health and wellness, and make you look at health differently, even on topics that you see that you might think you know a lot about. We're going to be connecting the emotional, spiritual, physical mindset pieces. And on top of that, we're going to be having epic thought leaders talk about health and money health and relationships, mm. health and mindset, and how so much of this is collaboratory and can really optimize your life. And that's why it's called the Life Revolution Summit. We're really looking at health at its core, but how so many other areas of our life we can really fan and get better and to connect the life we truly want. And mm -hmm. my passion is really getting people to understand that they have power to shift a lot of different things in their life, different things that they're struggling with. We've given away a lot of our power. And I really want people to see at this summit through our amazing speakers, our amazing panels, that you have the ability to live the best life that you want now, no matter your past, no matter your present, no matter your future, there's so many awesome things and golden nuggets we're going to give people. And it's a two day summit full of good food, good speakers, good panels, drop the mic moments, aha moments, I believe by all of our attendees that are really going to tap into your health, your leadership, and really ultimately the legacy you want to leave 
for everybody that you're connecting to in this life. And I believe all God has given each of us that unique opportunity to fan our gifts, to serve the world. And that's what I think it's all about. And this summit is really going to make that happen. It's in Fort Collins, Colorado. And we are, we're bringing some pretty epic speakers there and we have an amazing website to, you know, have people go and look at that and see what our venue is, what our speakers are, and to even get a ticket and get you on board because it's important. It's LifeRevolutionSummit.com. We're so excited to have it and we're so excited to see people shift to really create the life they want. I'm really excited about it. So excited. So I want to touch on something that you just said because I think that this is going to really unpack for people why they need to be there. You said because they need to take their power back. So yes. in, in what ways have we given up our power? That is such a great question, Sharon. I, I, I think there's so many ways that we've given up our power. As women, often, you know, I would say it's the age of the leading woman now. You know, there's a lot of different things that God is using our gifts to serve the world, but we've given our power away to men in different forms, personally, professionally. We as a nation have given ourselves away to experts. You know, I'm in health and wellness, and I find that we give our power away to practitioners just because they have certain letters after their name. We've given up our, our, our self and our worth to family and friends that we think have legitimacy and influence in our life that maybe are giving you bad advice. We have given up our power to social media. You know, I use social media, but we've given up our power to people influencing us that maybe don't even have the facts straight or that we think are giving us facts that aren't even true that apply to us. So I think we give it up on many levels to professionals, to, in my my case, I said practitioners, to thought leaders. We're not even sure if they resonate with us, but it's out there on social media to food we intake. We've given up that, you know, we, we just let everybody dictate our life instead of realizing that we are here to use our gifts again to serve the world and we have to go back to we make the decision, we understand where we're going. And if you don't, that's where you start, right? And Mm -hmm. we talk about coaching and health and really optimizing that. And if you feel you've given your power away, maybe you need a coach accountability support to pull that back in. But it comes on so many levels, Sharon. I think in our world, um, like I said, from people, places, professions, um, people we think that know more than us. And again, as women, sometimes to men that we think know more just because it's the male-female role. I love delving into that as well because I think there's beauty in both sexes. But giving away power in different ways on that level has been, I think, sometimes an area that we struggle with and that I want to see change as well. But so many levels um, that I'm seeing us give away our power. But the good thing is we can get it back. We can get it back. You know, just from what you said, uh, you touched on so many areas that we give up our power. So this is kind of a funny thing. My youngest son is an FFA, Future Farmers Mm -hmm. of America. And he, he's in high school and they have a full working farm, even though we live like, you know, a stone's throw from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. This is his second year raising a lamb for the program. And last year when he got his lamb, he, they go through the whole thing of raising it and then they take it to the fair and show it. Mm-hmm. He grand championed, which I just got to put that in for him because it's kind of a big deal in that world. Right. It's not the world I live in. You know, it's a whole different gig. But the point of the story is, is he gets this lamb that is afraid 
that follows the other lambs. Mm. That when he would try to work with it, would lay on his back and kick like a child, like throwing yeah. a fit. And I said to him, it's so interesting. There's a reason why Jesus is the good shepherd. I said, people are just like lambs, just like these sheep. They follow along with the status quo. So what you just said about we think these people know more because they have letters behind their name or Mm -hmm. this is what my family has said about Mm -hmm. me. We just buy into it and we we go with it. And then here comes somebody that's trying to tell us, no, there's a better way. And then we kick and fight and we're resistant. Mm-hmm. That's where subconscious behavior kicks in, right? Yes. Because we're used to the pattern. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think too, the reason why we give away our, our power, because I work and coach a lot of different people, Sharon, I mean, high achieving rock star women in, and they struggle with listening and giving up their power And what I find a common theme with a lot of them too, is why, when we go to the why beneath the why is this fear of failure mm-hmm. that if they go their way, that they feel that God is leading them to go fear of failure, fear of failure in front of others, but also rejection. You know, that is still our innate desire to want to feel loved and accepted by the human race. And yes, specifically our family or our friends, or we want to be respected. And I think sometimes we as people don't go a certain way against the grain when God is telling us to really, this is where you need to leap. You need to go against that resistance inside of fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of losing Mm -hmm people and step into that. And the older I get and the more refined things, and I work with amazing rock star people that are really excelling quote in life, doesn't mean they don't feel resistant. Doesn't mean they don't have bad days. But what I'm finding, what I do, when I'm feeling that resistance of that fear of rejection, fear of non-acceptance, fear I'm going down a road, I might have to go alone for a while. I know I'm doing it right then. <laughs> I know that it's something I'm supposed to be doing and I know I'm going to be caught. And that's something I really encourage a lot of people I work with to take that leap because the people that are going to, that really are going to be there to support you are going to be there to support you mm-hmm. and the others can fall between the cracks. But I think if we really dig deep into what our truth is and what we're passionate about and just take that leap of mm-hmm. faith it really allows us to let go of all those subconscious fears that we're talking about. They know more letters after their name. Subconsciously, I think the guy should know more than me. I, whatever you're, the, whatever you're saying to yourself, take that deep breath and make that one tiny step into the other direction. Watch the momentum happening. And yes, I'm a big believer in getting the right people to surround you, the right friends, the right coaches, because you do need that. I'm a big, it's a balance, right? That at the end of the day, the buck starts and stops with you, right? Like you have to take that step, but then you need to start getting those people that believe in you, in your vision, your purpose to follow with you. But I am a big believer that we are natural sheep. And we have to kind of fight that urge to kind of go along with the crowd Mm -hmm. when maybe that's not where we need to be going. Yeah, because it's comfortable to just go along with the crowd. Yes. It's, it's hard to stand up and say, no, this doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. But something else that you're really alluding to is that we've stopped listening to our inner voice. Mm, yes, absolutely. You know, a lot of the coaching and speaking I do, um, Sharon, is not just on leadership, but a lot on intuitive Mm-hmm. spiritual management. And I love intuition. I could talk about intuition all the time. And part of, you know, how people describe intuition, how we feel it, see it, since it is a little bit different for everyone, but we all have it. If you have a gut, 
you have intuition. It's just learning to hone it. Are some better at it than others? Maybe, but you can still refine it. And that is part of your inner voice. That's also part of your spiritual management too, but really listening when things are quiet and really dialing into what your vision is for your life. That is true soul alignment. Mm -hmm. Intuition and spiritual alignment is truly your deepest soul of why you're here on this earth. And when you can listen to your inner voice, when you can listen to why you're here, what your gifts are, what your passions, what your visions are, you're not going to fail. Now, when we get sick, whether it be physically, emotionally, spiritually, we've been through a trauma, we can totally get off kilter on that. Our spiritual self can go outside body. Our intuition is just in the trash. But the good news is just like any physical trauma, emotional, spiritual trauma, we can get it back on track. Again, sometimes you need a little bit of counseling or coaching or those Mm -hmm. to kind of be advocates to get you back on track. So just because you feel like you lose it, I have people come to me all the time, Sharon, they're like, I don't know what I want. I don't know what my vision, my path is. I don't know my intuition and her voice is. You don't want me to follow other people? I don't know what that is. I'm right. like, okay, it's a great place to start. And that's where we start with them. Mm-hmm. Until you get back into knowing your true spiritual self, your soul of what you really want, what your intuition is, of where you need to go with gifts you have, that inner voice to make that decision. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. Once you got your intuition and spiritual self really dialed in again and your health back, that's why, again, going back to my stomach, I'm really big into health that we have to center and ground ourselves spiritually, emotionally, physically. Once you have that dialed in, once you're starting to feel like I've got this intuition, I'm starting to feel it, I'm starting to see where I can use it, that's when things can catapult professionally mm-hmm. and personally for you. And that's in leadership wise for you and so many other opportunities. So when we can dial in that quote, like you said, share an inner voice, which is part of your intuition and truly your spiritual self, you're going to rock star things. And you're, gonna, you're not going to be afraid to go against the freaking grain of everybody following the, sh- the sheep. I have a mm-hmm. story just when I opened my first integrative physical therapy, holistic practice in 2008. I don't know if remember 2008, it was like the crash, economy crashed. And I had big wig entrepreneurs in my family saying, Jen, you're good, but you're going to fail. They literally said to me, you cannot do this this year. You have everything against you. And you know what? I went with my, I knew I was really aligned with my intuitive and spiritual self. And my voice was saying, Jennifer, if you don't do this now, you're not going to do it. You have to do this now. And so I literally put on my big, big girl panties, so to speak. And I, and I did it. I took the leap And was it hard at first? hundred percent, but it grew. And I sold the practice in 2016 to one of my therapists that ended up you know, working for me as the practice grew. So there you go. You know, I went against the grain. I went against what everybody was telling me to do with my inner voice. And that's an entrepreneur example, but I'm telling you it works for personal life too. And when you can really dial in your intuitive spiritual self, what you are meant to do in this world to serve the world, you're, you're just going to be knocking down so many walls. I, I can't even tell you. That doesn't mean things don't come up, but you're, it just gets me get, giddy to even talk about it because I believe you can go against the grain and feel God pushing you in that direction. Like, keep going, girl. Keep going, guy. Keep doing you because this is where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so beautiful. It's so true. Um, just the whole piece about not knowing what you want. I, I believe that comes from being voiceless for a long time. I mean, part of my story is that I was incredibly voiceless. I lost the ability to hear my inner voice. And that was due to 
being raised in a toxic environment where any move I made, I was constantly overcorrected and told that I was wrong and it's not that way. You really do start to doubt yourself a hundred percent. So what I had to do was because I was in a, in a space where I didn't know what I wanted. I had to say, okay, let's work it backwards. What do I know that I don't want? And if I could write that down, then I could look, kind of look at opposites. Okay, well, if I don't want this, then I must want this. And I would think about that and go, okay, yeah, that kind of feels right. That sounds right. Let's let that marinate a while. Yeah. And that was how I built forward of what did I want my life to look like. Right, right. I love that you just said that because I do have a lot of women that come to me that are just rock star and things and behind closed doors. They're like, I'm falling apart. Mm-hmm. And what you said was true that, a lot of people and women, especially that have come to me, um, have had some type of trauma, physical, emotional, spiritual trauma, and they've lost, like you said, their voice. And they're like, I don't know what I want. And you're exactly right. That's where I start with a lot. I'm like, okay, but you have learned how you lost your voice. What do you not want? And it's amazing how that can really open up creativity and responses in their own brain of like, once they clear out the space of what they don't want and they start moving and eating well and meditating, they start opening up ideas of what they do want. So you do have to start from where they're at. And, and that's a big, big point. And I know you and I are in agreement with this. And this is where we really have to start seeing self-actualization. I believe that happens before self-development. It, 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 it's what gets you going? What is the burn? First, you find out what you don't want, and then you start making space for the things that you do. And that's also, which I know you're on board with this too, your desire to lead yourself, your desire to, to lead in the gifts that you have to serve the world, no matter if it's personal or professional, starts growing. So we start from that square one. I love that space. I've been in that space where I've lost my voice as well. And you do have to start with the bare bones. Mm-hmm. What do you not want? Make space for the things that you do. Start doing things that are healthy for you. Meditation, diet, exercise, support of non-toxic people. Then you start seeing your gifts. Then you start seeing ways you want to lead yourself. And then you start seeing ways you want to lead the world with your gifts. And it's just this, it's this domino effect. So if we start with one little step in the right direction of this is definitely what I do not want, it is such a big step, even though it's small. Love it. It, it is. And you know what I think is is missing from a lot of practitioners, and you, pro- you probably already do this, giving people permission to play. Mm, yes. we, we stopped playing. We grew up and that piece of us was just shut away in a closet somewhere. Right. That is an integral part of your wellness development is having fun and playing. Right. Uh, I love that you just said that. I was actually doing a podcast with another gentleman that's going to be at our Life Revolution Summit, um, Dominic Cartuccio. He does a lot on gender roles Mm. and leadership and the age of the leading woman and how gender roles and the leadership looks different now. And one thing he talked about, though, the reason why I bring him up is what you just said. All of us have to grow in our journey of who we're supposed to be, but two things of like what helps with that. And I I totally agree with them. And you're saying it too. You got to be a kid. You got to tap into that because it grounds you. It opens up creativity. It keeps things light because it should be because life's Mm -hmm. serious enough as it is. But then his other point was, is you got to do things that make you want to crap your pants sometimes. (laughs) like push that boundary, but then be a kid. It's that yin and yang, right? Of doing things that you're scared of. Like you said, going against the grain, going against what other sheep are doing, but then balancing it back that you've got to be a kid. 
that grounds you, that opens up creativity. It pulls you back into a calm, peaceful state of clarity and of who you are. So I'm such a believer in being a kid and then pooping your pants sometimes. <laughs> yeah, both of them really help you grow in different ways. But I love that. I love that you just said that. It's awesome. I think that we've gotten so caught up in the surviving of adulthood mm-hmm. that we've lost the wonder that we had as kids. Yes, I, I, I would agree with that. And what do we always say that it's a common thing we hear a lot. If, you, if you're sad, depressed, anxious, go be around a kid. If you're unsure what you want to do with your life, what do we say? Go be around a kid. When I've struggled in my life, I remember my mother, because I have history of depression, should go hang out with your nieces and nephews you know, when they were younger. There's something that pulls you back to the exact purpose of why you're here. We get caught in the rat race, I get, get it, of the adult living, at least in America, where you know, keeping up with the Joneses, comparison, reading social media that's erroneous crap that's not even true that we're feeding in our lives, bringing toxic stuff that we don't need. We get caught in this rat race of 20 things we do in our to-do list every day and it's not serving us. I totally agree with you. When I'm having a day of a room, I had that last week, Sharon. And what I did is I cut my to-do list in half. I literally accidentally, I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to die if I don't do half this and I can't do this today. And it is something fun. Mm-hmm. I, I did something kiddish. I did. I hung out with a friend and let me tell you, it shifted not only my day, the entire week. And it made me better as a friend, as a sister, as a daughter, as an entrepreneur. I just got more effective the rest of the week. And we're so afraid that we're not keeping up with the Joneses that we're just, before you know, like you said, we're just adulting so much. We're not even being effective at adulting anymore. Yeah, it's <laughs> not, so true. It, personally, professionally, whatever it is that you're working on. So I agree with you. Take a deep breath. I'm a big believer, cut your to-do list in half and go back to being a kid, being mm-hmm. around kids. If you forgot how to do that, you know, if you're like, how to be a kid, I don't know how to do that. Great. Go hang out with a kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know? And, and you can grab pockets of time to do this. Cause like one actionable tip that I think works is so many of us on our lunch break, we're yeah. eating at our desk yes. and we're returning email. Right. So what if you took 15 minutes that while maybe while you're eating at your desk, you doodle, just do yeah. on a piece of scratch paper. Yeah. If you have no other way to be a kid, draw something. Right. Right. Just, Absolutely. just like let your brain be creative for just a few minutes. That's it. Absolutely. And then see what happens. Absolutely. I've started in, even in my coaching, but also myself, I've started doing that. I'm like, even if it's five minutes, one day it was really nice. Well, it's always nice in Colorado a lot, but it was really beautiful out and I needed a break. So I went outside my office and did cartwheels in the yard. And I mean, it wasn't a lot. And I'm like, okay, I'm dude, I'm not as good as I used to be, but it was beautiful. There's a lot of beauty also too, kind of coming from a practitioner standpoint, inversions and circulation and so much different stuff, but just doing a cartwheel, doing a round off, you know, I'm like, Again, I'm not saying it looked good, but it felt good to do. And it was like two to five minutes. And I agree with you when I even coach people, if you do two to five minutes of something intentional, that's kiddish or something that's not, you know, work related or rat race related or doodling or meditating over maybe some great food you're eating where you're not eating at your desk, where you're doing something creative and making food that you love and that's going to nurse you. I totally agree. Just little stuff like that is being a kid and knowing that you're worth it to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Because when kids wake up in the morning, you know, it's the weekend and they're not hitting school, they're not thinking, 
gee, on my list of things to do today is I've, you know, I've got to clean my room. I have to organize all my toys. And like, they're just not thinking like that. And, you know, like we are, we have to organize this and that and whatever. They're like, Ooh, which toy am I going to play with? Oh, I'm going to build something with my Legos. Right. And so when we roll out of bed, how come we're not thinking, you know, something along that line of what, what brings me joy? Right. Absolutely. It's it's so it's so funny because we have so many coaches now, Sharon, that are are talking about this in different angles. And and it's funny, kids have been doing it for years. So now we're you know, those people are paying us, which again, it's awesome, paying us to like tell them this stuff. But I'm like, if you don't want to pay me, just look at this this kid. Or (laughs) honestly, I say this about dogs too. They Mm -hmm. are really good at like just really self-improvement and really, really being connected to all their senses and needing that fun and needing food. And they know how to monitor that too. Dogs are like that kids and dogs. If we just actually take a deep breath and look at them, we can learn so much. And I agree. I do fun stuff in the morning. That's part of my meditation process. Mm, Like you said, even if it's doodling or dancing, I've done that where I do a two minute dance because I love to dance and I'm goofy. I go do it in front of my mirror. And I'll dance in front of a mirror and how it sets the mode in the mm-hmm. mood for the day. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And again, yeah. as people got to realize our listeners, I hope you're getting this. It doesn't have to be three hours of doing a kid thing. It can be a two yeah. to five minute and it can shift you completely, shift your, your day completely, whatever else you want to do that day, um, and shift your mood shift your energy, shift so many different things. So mm-hmm. 100% shift your perspective for sure. Yes, yeah. And I know people are probably listening to the, to us that aren't quite on board with all this yet. And they're thinking that we're a little bit nuts. So <laughs> I'm going to challenge you. If you are sitting at your desk, do something completely off the cuff. Just, mm-hmm. just try it. Yeah. And then be aware yes. of how your body feels after. And how your mood has shifted. So I I worked at a a company a while ago and they had hired a new HR director and she had come in and observed that that there was a lot of departments that were not cross-connecting. And so at Christmas, she gave every one of them a Nerf gun. Mm. And they would have open Nerf gun fights. So, okay, it did get a little crazy in the office. There were times that we had to reel it in. We're like, okay, people, we got to get back to work. But they would like, they would go bananas. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And that's part of just, I know we talk a lot about leadership and team leadership. Again, pulling in, being a kid. There's something when groups of adults can get together and be kids together, there's a huge bonding time. It's just like Mm -hmm. food. Food is very communal and a bonding time for people Mm -hmm. too. Play is bonding for community of people, you know, coworkers, playtime is. So I love that. Um, I think that's very, very important. Um, It's something that I've done in the past um, when I've had more staff as well, where we'll do a fun night out of something just for a bonding, team bonding time that I think is so energetically needed. There's research on this. We need that community to play in that realm to optimize our other side, the work side, right? Mm -hmm. So there's huge research in that, right? And that's why they're starting to do more activities like that in big businesses, why they're starting to really advocate for health and wellness and yoga, community yoga. You're starting to see so much more exercise in these huge industries that they're incorporating in community time and play time because they're finding it's optimized productivity of of the employee right Right. and better communication so I'm such a big believer in that and we're seeing more and more of this in huge huge businesses not just in Mm -hmm. small businesses so I love Mm -hmm. that I love it so aside from playing what is a way that we can 
another quick tip that we can get back into that self-leadership of really being aligned with our our inner child, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, people often ask me that because I, I, they're always like, Jen, you talk a lot about leading yourself. You talk a lot about improving yourself. You talk a lot about getting really who you are, self-actualization. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's very important. And again, as you said, a lot of people that come to me are really starting at ground zero. They don't know what they want. They don't know who they are. They don't even know how to be a kid. All this stuff we're talking about to become a self-leader, self-actualized, you have to understand yourself, right? If you don't get what makes you tick, your gifts, your purpose for the world, you're not going to get how to lead yourself and you're definitely not going to get how to lead other people. So one of the biggest tips I give people on beginning the process of leading yourself on beginning the process of really understanding who you are is really dialing in to just doing one thing every day and staying committed to it. And that's self-integrity. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you find one thing that you can do every day that feels satiable to you, but you're like, this is important for me, whether it be meditation in the morning, whether it be a commitment that you're doing for a friend weekly um, to help support and assist her, whether it be a commitment for yourself and health. It does not matter. Find one thing that you can do every week, every day to start putting yourself first and committing to it and actually doing it. Mm. Often we you can, like you said, you, you can't always start with digging deep on self-actualization and leadership and how do I lead and, and what does it take, Jen, and what are my gifts? You have to start just on the other end by saying, this is one thing that I know I can do for myself or for another person. And when I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to commit to it. I'm going to do it. And by doing that, you're going to create this domino effect of understanding more self-actualization, what makes you tick, self-leadership, leading yourself toward other things that you feel you need to connect to in the world, that you feel you need to lead yourself in. It starts truly with the tip truly of self-integrity. Do what you say you're going to do. Commit to one thing weekly that you're going to do. And again, I would recommend once you commit to it, you do it daily for yourself Mm -hmm or commitment to others, just start with committing to doing it and doing what you say you're going to do, because that's going to give you confidence. It's going to give you a feeling of Mm self-worth and all of a sudden it's going to open up doors of opportunity of understanding again, self-actualization. Oh my gosh, this is what I can do. And oh my gosh, this is how I can lead myself. And oh my gosh, this is how I can lead others. When you just take the step to say, I'm going to do one thing, one small thing and do it well. And I'm going to do it. And because I said, I'm going to do it. You would be surprised. It starts with Mm self-integrity. It doesn't start with doing 8 billion things here. And I believe that, like you said, we can't delve down this road with people with 8 billion things to do, to try to figure out what they want, who they are, how to self-lead. You have to start with one thing that you think you commit to that kind of lights your fire a little bit. And by God, you are going to do it because you commit to it. I get Donald effect. Oh, I love that. I love that. And that's so important, especially for people who are feeling extremely voiceless. Yes. They have stopped 
keeping promises to themselves and they've stopped honoring themselves. So even if it's a small act of, I'm going to journal with my coffee first thing every morning, I'm creating space that's just for me to honor myself. Or it's a, you know, another wellness technique, like maybe it's going back to the gym. It doesn't have to be, oh, I'm committing that I'm running a 5k. Like that's probably too big for somebody that's starting at ground zero. Right. They just need to commit, I'm going to walk my dog around the block right. every single day. Right. And what I really want your listeners to get why that's so important is what you just said. When you commit to doing something for yourself, most people at the end of the day, when we look at why they come to us and why they're struggling, they don't even feel they're worth it. They have no self-worth. They've lost mm-hmm. their voice on a variety mm-hmm. of levels. We all know this. And when you commit to yourself and you start believing you're worth it, do you not think your gifts are going to start showing up because you actually think you're worth it to see your gifts? Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Do you not think that you're going to start getting what makes you tick? Self-actualization? Heck yeah. Do you not think you're going to get, oh my gosh, I'm worth it. So I'm going to start leading myself because I have these great gifts and I'm going to start serving the world. Do you not? Of course. And if you have no self-worth, if you think you suck, do you think you're going to be a good leader? Heck no. Do you think you're going to stay committed to anybody else because you don't think that you have anything really to give the world? Not mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. So that's why I go back to self-integrity. Start with something small. Mm-hmm. Don't go, you know, balls to the wall. Like you said, sometimes that's self-sabotage, which is a whole other topic. Sometimes right. we go with these big goals because we know we're not going to reach it because we think we suck. <laughs> right. I mean, this is a whole kind of self-sabotage I see people do all the time. It doesn't mean you don't get those goals. Maybe a full marathon is your goal. Let's not worry about that. Let's start with, you don't even commit to anything. Let's start with that coffee and doodling and mm-hmm. you know, something small. And then you get bigger and then you create that momentum we're talking about. It is, it's, that's the number one tip I give anyone. You've got to start with self integrity. Do what you say you're going to do one commitment a day. It will blow your mind on how much it affects all these other areas we're talking about in leadership for yourself and ultimately to others and getting what makes you tick and actually think you're cool. I think I'm awesome. Sharon. And I don't say that in a big head way. I have so much I still have to work on. I have so much my friends would probably say I have to work on, but I like hanging out with myself. I love it because I know what I'm worth now. And that doesn't mean I don't have days of, of, of doubting. It doesn't mean I don't have things to work on, but I know I am worthy. I'm here on this earth to serve the world. God's giving me a freaking unique gift. I'm an identical twin and I can say that. Okay. I'm here to serve and I'm not here to just take up space. And I know that I am worthy. And if you don't think when, once I got that in my head, when I worked with a coach and I actually got it, the light bulb went on all this other self-leadership, self-improvement, self-actualization just took off because now I'm starting to committed to things to make myself do things I want to do because I thought I was worth it to do it. Right. Right. Self-integrity. That's what I love that. Yeah. I love that. Bottom line is if you can't lead yourself, you cannot lead other people. No. Like you were talking about that you don't like people at their, at their bottom level, they don't believe that they're worth it. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to lead people when you have that skewed vision of yourself, I personally think you have a skewed vision of who they are too, that you're going to hone in on, on their flaws and their weaknesses, and you're going to magnify them rather than and yes. Cy, Wake, Cy Wakeman has this great quote about calling people to greatness mm-hmm. is, is speak to them as, as who they could and should be rather mm-hmm. than where they are right there. Absolutely. And I agree with you. 
if you can't lead yourself and you're feeling really crappy about yourself, do you think you're going to see in the people you're leading their good stuff? It's that whole law of attraction, right? Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna to pull out, like you said, those quote negative things, things they're not doing right. Then you get frustrated with them. And I've done that in the past. I've called myself out. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not in a good headspace. I'm seeing their flaws because I'm seeing mine. Mm-hmm. And I had to dial it in. I had to really nail myself against the, the wall. And when mm-hmm. I did that, it's amazing how much the dynamicy and the team shifted. Nelson, they started becoming different and better leaders because I started finding my gifts and I started seeing theirs. I'm like, okay, we, it is, you have to go back to yourself. So, you know, you know, I do so many talks, yes, in businesses, but I can't tell you how much I go back to each of your leaders in and of yourself, even if mm-hmm. your boss is the main leader. And once you guys start dialing that in, you start feeding off each other in good ways and fanning each other's gifts and serving the world together. So hundred percent, the buck starts and stops with you. We need a community for sure, but you've got to, you got to be willing to see the crap. You got to be willing to see your own crap. And that's tough. But the good, the ones that succeed are the ones that are willing to feel that pain of yuck. Like, Ooh, need to work on that. You know, Mm -hmm. I love those periods. Now I'm like, let me fail quickly. Let me see my crap quickly. Yeah. I love that. I actually like feeling bad a little bit because it gets me anchored again on what I need to do to shift things. And then the great thing is you guys, once you get it, you can shift it quickly. It doesn't have to be this like long process of like, oh my gosh, I've been crapping on myself and now I'm crapping on my team. You'd be, wow, I've been crapping on myself. I need to shift this. And within a week, I did that with my team. I remember several years ago, I felt I was doing some really crummy things. And then I realized, oh, I can shift this quickly. And I did. So there you go, you guys. Just mm-hmm. know you can once you see your, your, your things right kind of in the mirror of what you need to work yeah. on. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It starts with that being willing to be authentic with yourself. Like yes. really be honest of who is that person looking back yeah. at me in the mirror? Yeah. This is so good, Jennifer. Thank you so much. I, I have a list of notes. You hit the nail on the head in so many areas. And I know this show is going to add tremendous value to so many people that are really struggling with self-worth issues. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I love that too. I I love working on self-worth because I do see that so many, even again, of our high achieving men and women out there have that struggle. And I find if they can pull that and dial that in, they actually just, just, it's a rocket fuel for kind of amping up all the other goals they have that once they dial that in, Mm -hmm. they feel supported that way. They're like, wow, I thought I was doing well you know, with some of my other stuff, but now I really am when I really get that self-worth piece in there. So yeah, thank you. I totally hundred percent agree. <laughs> so excited. So everything's going to be linked below in the show notes. Once again, it's liferevolutionsummit.com. It is September 28th and 29th. Is yes, right? it is. Yep. In Fort Collins, Colorado. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How exciting. And don't forget to check out her podcast, Single Soul Purpose. It's in all the places. And of course, that'll be linked below in the show notes too. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you so much too. And if anybody needs to reach out or message me, you can reach me at my Instagram at Jennifer Watson Leadership. But otherwise, I am so honored to be on here and I hope that we can support people and continue to make them see that they're rock stars. So thank you for having me so much. Such a pleasure. Hey friends, I hope you found so much value in that conversation with Jennifer like I did. It's so, so important to take your power back and not stay stuck. Since this was recorded, 
Jennifer's TEDx talk has dropped, so I'll have that linked for you below in the show notes as well. Also, make sure that if you're in the Colorado area at the end of September, that you get a ticket to her event. Let me tell you, there are big names showing up there, so the event details are linked below as well, and I'd love it if you would share this content out. As always, I really appreciate you being here, and until next time, I wish you every good thing.